the Kingmaker here with the 26th episode of the Claim Your Crown podcast. The title of today's episode is Love or Business. So let's imagine you are a CEO of a Fortune 500 company. And who knows, a person (laughs) who maybe might be listening to this now. Let me ask you something. Do you haphazardly allow people into your company? Or do you hire with intention? Do you do your due diligence? Meaning call past employers, do a credit check, uh, maybe even scrutinize the resume a little bit. Do you check out the person's educational background and qualifications for the job that you are hiring them for? Do you interview several candidates and make sure that you hire the best person for the job? Even if you aren't a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, it should be relatively easy to ask yourself, what would you what would you do if you were in that circumstance? What would make sense for your business if you were in that position now? Now, I want you to switch gears a little bit. When you are considering taking on a new life partner or even a lover, do you take that same approach? Do you hire or recruit for that position with intention? Or do you kind of fall in with or date whomever is attractive that happens to be handy and express interest in the job? Do you do your due diligence or do you hire on the spot? Do you check this person's qualifications to fill the role in your life that you are looking for someone to fill? Do you check out their background, their education rather, meaning how were they raised, the experiences they've had that would make them an ideal partner for you or not? Maybe you don't call their past employers, meaning exes, (laughs) but you ask pertinent questions about their previous relationships and why they succeeded or why they didn't. If this person didn't show up on time for their interview, if it was a Fortune 500 company we were talking about and that person didn't keep their word, would you still hire them? How does that work on the reserve, on the reverse side? Do you have the same standards in your love life? When you are hiring for your Fortune 500 company, do you walk outside your building and see a guy or gal that just is always hanging out there and staring and do you just give them a shot because they're there? Or do you purposefully go after qualified candidates to the degree that you even invest in a headhunter or a recruiter maybe? Do you make 100% certain that the person that you are hiring as the CEO of your Fortune 500 company understands the job description, what is expected of them, what time they need to be to work every day, how many hours they're, uh, they're required to invest, and their employee benefits? When you are dating suitable candidates for your relationship, do you let them know what's in the job description? Do you explain the culture of your life and the benefits that you offer? As a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, when you hire a new employee, do you give them a a mission statement for your business? Do you give them an employee handbook and give them the rules of engagement? Or do you just expect them to automatically know how your company functions and you don't bother giving parameters? 
in your love life? Do you even have a mission statement? Do you have a code of conduct? Things that you just will not accept, things that would result in termination on the spot. Once you have selected your ideal candidate, maybe you guys sit down together and create rules of engagement, your charter and bylaws that govern how you all will interact with each other. And what happens when the other party isn't in compliance? If you had an employee who continuously threatened to quit or did and kept coming back, would you let them back if it was your Fortune 500 company? What does that person have that or do that could potentially poison the culture of your business with the revolving door mentality? What about the man or woman who is always threatening to leave you personally or actually has and then comes back and comes back and says they'll be different? Do you welcome them back with open arms, happy that they decided to choose you again? Or do you recognize and remove them from the culture of your life? Or do you choose that toxicity? Do you allow that back in? While running your Fortune 500 company, if you had an employee whose behavior was not up to par with company standards, do you allow that employee to just roam free and do whatever they want? Or do you nip it in the bud? Do you simply ignore the bad behavior? Or do you have an employee review and sit down and point out as you see it so that you have the ability to protect your investment of your company or in this case, your life? So in reference to love, that is an investment to yourself. Do you continue to allow people to do whatever they want to do, whether it feels good or not? How do you communicate with them when something doesn't feel good? Do you then give them the opportunity to adjust? Do you create a new paradigm together? If the employee is unwilling do you put them on probation or terminate them or do you just allow them to stay? I ask these questions and I make the correlation of the type of investment and concern and care and culture that is created when you have a business. If you're an entrepreneur, if you are the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, there is a certain amount of care that is invested you protect your products you value your services you don't just let anybody in you don't just give it away for free do you do the same thing in your love life in your relationships you know there's another aspect of this that I've recently personally experienced in it has so much value, especially after you have identified where you stand in terms of how you're running your company and how you're running your love life. At the point 
where you identify that you may have an employee who is not a good fit for your company culture. It doesn't mean that the that the employee is bad and that you need to condemn them or you need to cuss them out or you need to, you know, make them feel small. But it is okay and it is reasonable to let them know that they're actions, their behavior, their way they think, the way they move, whatever it is, isn't in a good fit for your company culture, isn't a good fit for your life culture. And you get to let that employee go. But it's not necessary to diminish them. It's not necessary to take out on them their limitations. And that's something that I have, you know, recently experienced. It's very, we all come from different backgrounds. We have had different life experiences that have caused us to be the people who we are today. The right person typically in a love experience or even in an, in an employee situation will be a good fit. And it doesn't mean that they won't require some adjustments, some, you know, discussions, some calibration, but they won't be on the other hemisphere. They won't be, you know, just in a different book altogether. (laughs) But just because someone is in a different book doesn't mean they're wrong. Someone else is going to pick up that book and be like, this is the perfect book. But so often in relationships, (laughs) I actually one time had someone tell me that I needed to humble myself. (laughs) And it's so funny because I can laugh about that now. But first of all, humbling myself is not something that I have any interest in. If you actually look up humble in the dictionary, six out of eight definitions of it are about having a lowly view of yourself, being meek and, you know, things that do not support elevation, What I want my partner to do is to be elevated. And I don't want anyone who wants me to lower myself to their level. I would rather someone raise themselves up, elevate themselves, expand themselves to get on mine. Because my standards are pretty damn high and they deserve to be. Although, if I now accused, persecuted, or condemned another human being for being wherever they are, whatever level they are, that would be misplaced. Because just because someone isn't on the same level with you, up or down, or however you want to view that, does not mean they're wrong. Because someone's standards are higher than yours. Because someone's expectations of what they want to have in their life are higher than yours. It, or lower than yours. It does not make them wrong. And they don't need to be condemned. You are the architect of your own reality. You can easily become a vibrational magnet for what you want. But it is not through condemning someone who is not. All you do is make someone else not feel good, which I think is safe to say most human beings don't want to do. 
even though we may in our anger and our disappointment. So as you are hiring for your Fortune 500 company, as you are going over your charter and bylaws and you are dealing with situations as they arise, if you find yourself criticizing, condemning, or taking or punishing another human being because they are not behaving the way that you want them to, stop for a moment. That human being that you have attracted is simply showing you what you were willing to entertain and helping you get clear on what you want and what you don't. Thank them. Be in a state of appreciation and gratitude, not in a state of condemning or criticizing or judgment. Most people are genuinely trying to do their best. Just because someone's best isn't in line with what you need does not mean this person needs to be condemned. It simply means you need to raise your standards and you need to only be available and willing to entertain it and focus on the new standards. And the people who are not a good match for that will eliminate themselves or they'll raise up to meet you. And sometimes you may have to draw the line and close the door and terminate the employee, but it it can be done with love and appreciation and gratitude for the experiences, for the contrast, for the growth that you have had, for the clarity that you now have been given. And the other person doesn't have to walk away feeling terrible about themselves. And that goes on both sides of the equation. So I hope that this 26th episode of the Claim Your Crown podcast has been beneficial in terms of how you think and see and view relationships. Like it, subscribe, follow, share this with others. That way more people who need empowerment in this area will have the opportunity to receive it. Until next time, sending light, love, and gratitude always, the Kingmaker.